Good evening, good afternoon, good day, good Tuesday. For those who are already on Tuesday, you are listening to Dr. Corliss P. Bennett with Mindful Mondays. Thank you for coming back after the holiday. I am um, diligently looking for um, my sponsors. My sponsors. Okay, let's turn that off. Um, <laughs> my sponsors' um, business card, and I cannot find it. So I feel bad um, because um, I should have looked for that before I had the opportunity. But today's show is sponsored by My Median Score. And My Median Score does everything that you need to do in buying a home, condo, or otherwise. They do it all. And I wanted to have that beautiful list of things that they do. But again, I cannot find that business card, being totally honest with you. So I'm not sure where I stuck it. But hopefully, um, I want to say that that they do everything from first loans to second loans to you name it. Um, Great guy, owns his own company, um, has been doing business for years right here from Inglewood, Los Angeles area. So I'm always excited to have a local local, uh, sponsor. And my hope is to have him on the show because he's got a great story that I want him to share. And so um, my hope is to maybe get him on in the mix this Wednesday. So I'm still working on that. But in the meantime and in between time, let us focus on today's guest. I hope everybody had a great uh, turkey day. Uh, Kenny, did you eat enough turkey? Yes, I did. And I'm still eating turkey. (laughs) Had turkey soup tonight. Had turkey soup the night before. Turkey something else. I'm done. You said turkey soup? Yeah, my wife, after Thanksgiving, she always makes turkey soup. It's really good, though. It's really good. I bet. I yeah. bet. Yeah, I, I I, didn't, I mean, I I have leftovers, and so I also had ham, and then I went by another friend's house, and they had um, beef brisket, so I was like, yeah, something different, right? So I've had a little brisket, I've had a little turkey, and of course, the honey-baked ham is always a, a, a staple in the community um, when it comes to holidays so i, always I haven't done a brisket in a long time and i you got my mouth watering now yeah you need to hit that up on christmas or yeah, new year i'm thinking about that like, now yep and you know what else is good that we we switch up prime rib mm. i'm not big on prime rib it tastes fine big on prime rib? no because it gets cold when you get gets on your plate for some reason i gotta have my food hot so prime rib is the only meat that gets cold on your plate. <laughs> I'm just want to make sure I'm clear. It just seems to me <laughs> whenever I've ordered right. prime rib, it gets to my plate. I take two bites and the rest is cold. So <laughs> I, I never get it. Maybe it's just bad luck for me. Okay. That I'm okay. I'm, I'm not quite sure how that works, um, <laughs> but, but, um, but you know, if it's cooked well, I mean, the seasonings and all of that, I mean, prime rib is good. And, and, um, we, 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 we like to kind of toss it up and do some different stuff. Um, yeah, I'm not saying it's know, not good, but it gets cold really quick. So it gets cold yep. on your plate. And I have to have my, my food has to be piping hot. So, okay. So yeah. you're one of those spoiled brothers that your stuff got to be smoking. <laughs> your poor wife has to like pull it out the oven. Out the oven, right to the, plate. right to the table. None of that sitting on the table for three minutes before I get there and stuff like that. Nope. Gotcha. 
ratchet. So no. you already have to be at the table. Yep. And then she pulls it out the oven or yep. off the stove. Or off the stove. Right to your plate. Yep. And well, it needs to be smoking. If if not, it goes into the microwave. Heat it up. Wow. <laughs> I got to have hot food. What can I say? Okay. I, I mean, I mean, I yeah, well, okay. I think my dad was kind of like that. I'm trying to think. I you know, me, it's, it can be lukewarm. It don't matter, you know, but but my thing is the flavor. And um my sister really um somehow she figured out how to get it from uh, Costco. I guess you can order it from Costco and then you just slice it, you know, like you would, you know, at the restaurant. Uh, but that prime rib, oh, it's the bomb, it's the bomb. Um, but um, yeah, I, I I make sure that I get that honey baked ham. I, I mean, turkey is turkey. You know, you get a little bit of turkey and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. that's good. But I'm trying to get the ham. I'm trying to get the beef. I'm trying to get everything but turkey. So yeah. All right. Well, we have a great show today. I want to send a shout out. I see my girl Terry has texted me already. She's up ready to go. She is saying hello from the uh, Los Angeles area, saying she's glad to hear me on the air. Hey, Terry, good to hear you. Good to see that you're listening. One of my faithful, faithful, faithful listeners. She always gives me critique about myself and the guest. And, and so it's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. Um, so today I have a special, special, special guest. And I say that every week. I know everybody says, but everybody's special. That's because everybody is special. I mean, these are people that I either met and, and kind of just got to know within a second or so. Like I, when we had the um, spoken word uh, sister a couple weeks ago, I had met her at a birthday party and we got to talking. And so that's how we got to know each other. But most of the people that I brought on the show or bring on, that I bring on the show, I, I know personally and I know their talents. And I'm like, hey, I think you need to be on my show. So this person is one of those where I know his talents. And he is a wonderful young man. Um, Mr. Rashad, say, I, I, you know what? I never want to mess up your last name. So please pronounce it. My last name is Hedgepeth. Hedge, say it again. Hedgepeth. Hedgepeth. Okay. Hedgepeth. See, and, I, and you see, Peth. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> see, and as you can see, I don't call him by his last name. I always say, Rashad, Rashad, Rashad. So I'm excited to have this brother. I met him. um, So everybody knows I work for Cal State Humboldt, which is up north, five hours past San Francisco, just so you get an idea. And I met him. uh, We go to the same church up there, Galilee Baptist Church, and um, befriended him and everything. And so he's got a talent, and he is a spoken word artist and has been doing a lot of uh, spoken word and I was when I was talking with him last week or the week before, one of the things that Sister Girl did at the inauguration was put spoken word on the map. Now, we as a black folk, as a people, we've been spoken, being spoken word any and everywhere we can. There's different nights over here. This had this night has spoken word. This place has spoken word. You know, um, at the college, we do spoken word programs. Um, but this sister or I should say the inauguration was able to put spoken word on the map. And so now uh, because of sister girl who did her spoken word piece, people are now are opened up to it as far as people who are not black and brown and don't know about, or didn't know about spoken word in the past are starting to learn about it, starting to utilize it, starting to really embrace it. And so, um, you know, like I said, we've been doing it forever, right? Rashad, how long you been doing spoken word? 
I've been doing spoken word for like three and a half years now. Almost only three years. years. Yeah, only three and a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not not okay. long. I mean, I've I've been writing for like ever since like I was twelve years old. But there we I, go. That's what I should have asked. How long have you been writing pieces? That, okay, that's a better question. How long have you been writing pieces? Well, when I was like eight years old, um, I was I used to DJ, and that got me into like wanting to like do music and be a rapper. So okay. I started writing when I was like around like 10 or 11 years old. And um, I have a few raps still that I wrote when I was like 11 years old. So it all started there. It always been like a thing for me to express myself. So yeah, it started uh, a long time ago. <laughs> long time ago. So so at first it was more so the rap piece, but then you started to see how you could kind of put it into your own rhythm, your own rhyme as you, I guess, started to listen to <clears throat> different artists um, bring it to the forefront I take it yeah absolutely that's absolutely what happened and then um you know I I didn't live a lifestyle I had lived a little bit of the things that they talk about in rap you know like glimpses of it but I didn't really want to portray that image to other people you know um of like living a gangster lifestyle and stuff like that so I figured I can express myself in a way that everyone would resonate with in a poetic way so that's the route that I've been taking and um it took me pretty far so I'm happy to just share my message so, yes, he's been up and down the state for sure. Um, I'm not sure if you've been out of state. Have you done some out of state um, gigs? Um, no out of state gigs yet, but I got a few calls today for some out of state gigs. Oh, wonderful. So I know that you've been up and down the state and did a lot of things over in the Santa Barbara area um, and that kind of uh, Oxnardish area. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, up north in uh, in in in. Um, eureka and so hopefully and in san francisco have you done some things in san francisco oakland yeah i have i have i've done a few um like open mics out there i have some friends in the bay area like in oakland and sacramento that do things so i'm working my way in that area but um just mainly the la santa barbara and like up here in humble for now you know but online helps me spread my message to the uh carolinas where i'm originally from you know so it's uh I would say it's nationwide because I lived in Michigan for a little bit. I have friends there, so you know I think that it's traveling long ways. Okay, okay. Um, so tell us now that you actually um, was going to ask you tell us a little bit about you. So you're born and raised in the Carolinas in that area. Go ahead and give us just a little tidbit about you. Well, I'm from North Carolina originally. I um I moved to Michigan to do uh you know, for college for four years, I majored in entrepreneurship with a business degree. I um, and I moved to California maybe a year after I graduated college. Came over here and that's when I ended up um, on this journey of self-expression, being a spoken word artist. Okay. So, yeah, I'm a, my um, single parent home. Um, grew up in the hood. Saw the other side of life when I went to college, you know, and like uh, I went to school with uh, mostly a lot of Caucasians. So, you know, that that changed my mentality a whole lot from being from where I was from. So I gained a lot of knowledge and like a lot of wisdom through just seeing both sides of, of life. You know. what, what institution did you go to attend? I went to this. Um, it was a private business school in um, Michigan, in Midland, Michigan. It was called Northwood University. OK. Mm-hmm. And um it was solely focused on business. So when I, my first year I went in, I went right into my concentration of, you know, my focus and no BS classes and stuff like that. So it was a really prestigious school. 
So when did the when did the the, the expression piece start to pull in? Um, you know, uh, I, when I stopped playing football, I had so many emotions because I had built my life up. I ended up getting a scholarship to play football um, in college for a D two school, so I got four rides. Okay. okay. Um, my dream was to make it to the NFL. You know, I had like a four three um, electronic time, which is like the second fastest in the nation at a ESPN combine. That's okay. like a, yeah, it's like a really fast 40 yard dash time. And oh, wow. um, I thought that was going to take me to the NFL because, you know, that was like, that's like a rare thing. Um, so I built my whole life up. I was a really good football star, like high school. So I thought I had built my life up on being like this, this, this certain um, person, you know, NFL player. And then when that didn't work out for me, I realized I had a lot of things that I had to deal with inside from, from that, you know, from that realization of that not being a reality for me anymore. So I think that's when it really struck a match in me. Like, it's like just strong things like that that happen along with like losing my grandmother, you know, and um, just being away from home and seeing that other side of life that I that I had never knew. You know, I grew up like in the hood and thinking like life was this way. It's about football. You know, I know about gang violence, the drugs and all that stuff. You know, I'm thinking like, this is what it is. You know, I'll make it to the NFL. I'm like this. But then I saw like a whole different side of life. And like how other people live and like how different it can actually be something that I never like actually knew and seen firsthand. So I think all of that, those realizations and just those experiences like birthed it like this expressive, this expression inside of me. Wow. Okay. And, and so, so uh, when I was reaching for the name was Amanda Gordon. Thank you, uh, Kenny. Amanda Gordon helped to put, even though we've been doing spoken word forever, we as a people, Amanda Gordon was able to put spoken word on Corliss, the map. That, that's Gorman. 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 In, in um, case she listens put, to this podcast, I just want to make sure. Right, we, don't, yeah, we don't want her. Right. We don't want her getting us. Amanda Gorman helped to put spoken word on the map by, um, by um, doing her spoken word piece at the inauguration. And because of that, it's just, it has just spread like wildfire. But again, in the black community, black and brown community, we've been doing spoken word forever. Um, and so it just, sometimes it just takes that type of forum to be able to open it up for all to see. Um, and so, you know, having said that, like you said, it's about expression. And I know when I used to listen, when we used to have a poetry night or spoken word night on campus, when I worked at the University of Southern California, it was just like, you know, I could feel the essence of the folks that were talking. It was just like, oh, my God, like you can, you know, it it, it opened up, um, which I know it does for you, opens up your emotions and your feelings and, you know, what exactly you're going through or not going through or could be going through. And so that is what I like most about it. Um, so today, um, and, and I'm just going to read what's on the promo that went out, um, like a lot of people don't get to see that's on the air. But it says change occurs every day. Sometimes we take, sometimes we don't take notice of the subtle, uh, sub, subtle, I can't even talk now, subtle changes we are going through on the inside. Things we see, hear, taste are constantly changing the way we see ourselves and the world. Taking time to reflect on how you feel can sometimes make all the difference. That is so true. Oh, my God. It is good. It is a good feeling to know exactly how you feel and how to be and, and how to be able to stand in your truth with full confidence. And so that is what you 
gave me to put on the um, <clears throat> promo. And, and you and, and you started off by saying it's personal. Mm-hmm. Talk about that piece before you actually go into a piece. Okay. Well, um, you know, similar to what I was telling you, I've, I have these life experiences and like, I don't know if it's because like, maybe uh, they say Pisces are like kind of like emotional people, but I'm a Pisces on February 23rd so um you know I go through changes in life and like my experiences kind of like shift the way that I feel and the way that I that I think and I feel strong I feel really strong about things so I would say that I'm just a person who feels the change around me and maybe how people treat me or how things are going in my life and you know that that changes that can change a person so and it's personal it's um you know, the poem, it speaks for itself. It's like, it's so expressive, I, I feel, and, and in so many different ways, but it's kind of hard to explain what it means without you hearing it, you know? Okay, well, I guess that means I need to hear it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's hear it, and maybe that'll help me to, then I can ask more questions after I've heard it. Okay. So it's personal. In these days, Even I need some guidance, especially when it seems that my good deeds are never minded. Now I'm fine with moving in my own time, shackle free, no longer guided, or thinking back to what could have happened in hindsight. I put it all on the line, and I feel like y'all didn't get it. So, that forever giving part of me is splitting. When I look in the mirror, I see an entire new image. Because I've had one too many plates of humbling times for dinner. I remember times so cold. I shivered. Standing upset under the summer sun felt like the middle of a December winter. No longer crying for help, I found another door to enter. No more piecing the puzzle together, missing the center. Becoming a short fuse with a hot temper, I flipped everything on its head to invert, building from the dirt up with these spoken words. I'm a master in my craft with these nouns and verbs. You can't compare me to the greats, though a nerd. But my mind on the go thus fruit as a bird. Together, we made it through the rough times and all the horrible things that occurred. So trust and believe I mean every word that I've said and you heard. I am one of a kind, not the thinning herd. I feel emotional pain that physically hurts more than an ego death. This is my ego rebirth, and it refuses to be on reserve. I lifted the curse and swerved with perfect cursing, flowing until I float to my purpose, staying calm through the turbulence. Now come a little deeper. I've only scraped the surface. There are many sides to me, 
and have been so courteous. And after many days meditating with patience, I'm feeling worries. Now, my thoughts so sharp, I should need a permit. If words cut deep, I'm a poetic surgeon. But life is my teacher, and I pray to keep learning. Thumbing through a book of life, pages turning, inspired me to make these changes permanently. I'm all about balance and harmony. Keep the bad energy far from me. I'll stick with these butterflies in my tummy before I hop on stage and get comfortable. I'm old with spotlight for every day that I was left lonely, missing meals, and getting bony. And fake love was never shown to me because I never been a phony. And you will never find a clone of me. I refuse to live a reality that will show or told to me how things should be. My reality shall be whatever I choose it to be. Initially different. I'm the terrific epitome. If there was a walk and a hard place, I'm no longer the middleman. I sat with my vision and made a plan, then put on my big boy pants. Transition, taking a chance, makes me rarer than pearls found in freshwater clams. That's essentially one in 10,000. But I'm one of a kind. I'm sure you can keep counting. My wordplay never lousy, even if I'm feeling drowsy, brain cloudy, or even running a tent mildly. I'll forever be free, growing wisely, grasping knowledge from the cosmos in its entirety. But still baffled at Catch-22, ironless. However, Pressure makes diamonds, and the gift that I give is shining. I'll be stuck staring into space, crying, with my sights on shooting stars, skydiving. I am one with all. I say it proudly. The wise know these words have the power to change reality. So I piece them together quite casually. I believe I belong on Harvard's faculty. I'll bring my scientific mind and perform some alchemy. Heart and soul to overcome everything challenging. Coming out as a champion. Happy dancing. I have an inner child that I must discipline and be the parent. Isn't that a parent? I'm getting fed up with just sharing. Risk isn't matching reward, so it's time for repairing. For years, I've been planning to cultivate an unfair advantage, but this pad and pen is my poetic fetish. I mystically wrote myself in many blessings. Working so hard, I ain't resting. Lately, I've been feeling restless. I have a chest of pressure pressing for breakfast, then release things through a soulful expression. Looking for direction at the intersection, gazing both ways to gain 
perspective, I figured there's an intelligence in my essence. So I found my Zen through yoga stretches. No longer stressing. I prefer to be steady stepping. They said the early one gets the worm. And I never slept in. But yet still, they treated me like a peasant and gave me their sloppy seconds. And that's not my preference. So I send Hail Mary prayers up to the heavens, hoping to be under the cloud of rainy treasures. Wow. 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 Okay. <laughs> wow. There's a lot going on in there. I'm like, ooh, where, I don't even know where to begin. Um, what parts? Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Where, why do, where, man, where do I begin on that one? Um, excellent. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your show and for allowing me to, to share that because that's why it was hard to explain, you know, it's just, it's personal. It's like, it's really personal. Well, now, now that we've heard it, maybe you can kind of explain some of the pieces to it instead of me trying to pull from the pieces. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I just had a shift in my thinking from think like from being so giving with my poetry and like in a way where it was like, I just gave it away free. And like, I know that I've helped people and that was my whole mission. And I, it's not that I was expecting something to return, but um, despite my efforts, I haven't seen much back from it, despite how much I've given out. So it makes me feel that like, I can't be forever giving anymore, you know, and in a sense, I just can't be that, I can't keep surviving like that, you know? That's not how I see myself moving forward. So there was a shift in thinking there, like I'm no longer forever giving, you know? And um, let's see, you know, um, what other parts stuck out to you? Maybe that you that you would like to know something about. You know? When you were when you were talking about the the change and how you had to make the change or you had to realize the change, and I think it's part of the giving piece that that you have to learn how to kind of pull back and make sure that you would insert when needed, per se. Absolutely, like it's still good to give because like that's what life is about giving. You know, you will receive eventually, but it was like. Um, I found myself overdoing it, overdoing it and not seeing anything in return, you know, and not, and it sounds, and it sounds like maybe I was looking for something in return, but not necessarily. It just seems like when I was helping people and I realized how much I was helping people, I was wondering, okay, so when, are, when is the karma going to swing back my way? And and it wouldn't swing back my way in the ways that I was looking for. Um, and I wasn't looking for much. So I feel like I had to adjust the way that I do things, you know, I had to, I had to adjust the way my, my format, you know, how I'm, how I'm doing it, how I'm putting it out there, how people are watching it, if I can get paid from it some type of way. So, and, and it's just, it, it changes my daily actions as well, you know, how I move and decisions that I choose, the things that I choose to put my time into, you know, whether it's like researching certain things or whether it's like, like for the future, you know what I mean? Like reading a book, it's going to help me. Right now I'm like checking out Atomic Habits. So, you know, just doing those things looks like, that's changing, that's going to be changing for the future, like really doing it, you know, and like for, for me, you know, for me first, you know. So you were saying that you were, you were giving, you were giving 
giving of yourself so much that you didn't feel like you were receiving back. Um, And so when, when you think about that, how, how do you, how are you able to then feel like you're doing something so that you are feeling like you're getting something back? Is it that the, the expressions on folks' faces, the, the, the stories that end up happening or people coming to you? Or, I mean, explain kind of that. Okay, so like I said, I've had people um, tell me that I've changed their lives before, maybe by the words that I said. Um, I've had poems about addictions before. And I've had one guy in Sacramento, I finished performing, he actually came to me and was like, hey, man that poem changed my life. Like, thank you for, for speaking that. I'm not going to drink tonight and all this amazing stuff. And like, for me, that's enough. That's really, that's all because if my story can do that for somebody's actual life, like that's, that's a tremendous thing. Like I, I always say inspiration is so powerful, you know, it's so powerful. It can change our life. Like we all, we, if we get inspired, anything's possible, you know? So um, that's enough for me. But what I think it was is that Maybe I was I was lacking in, um, in 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 certain ways that I was looking for it to be taken care of, you know, financially, you know. I, w- I would get those spiritual things to come to me and those spiritual gifts. I would I would be like I'm I'm rich when it comes to that, you know. I feel personally I'm rich when it comes to spiritual like gifts, you know, especially what people have given me back, like through through the through their life changing moments, through hearing my work or like the resonation is something that really struck them, you know. So that. I have plenty of that and, and that's enough for me, but we live in a physical world where I need to have, we need to have finance or financial to take care of things, you know? So I think that is what made me have the shift because I need to be taken care of. I need to be able to survive, you know? So that's mainly where that shift came from, but I'm always like grateful and that has its, um, its own value. When someone says like, Hey, I resonated with that. I, I needed that, you know, or that changed my life. So, What would you say would be one of your spoken word pieces that really, you know, change that you learned from yourself? You Like it changed your complete life. It, it, it flipped your whole world around. And I don't know if that's one that you can share mm-hmm. uh, so that, that we could hear or you can tell us about, but but, you know, just, you know, you said you, you went from uh, the Carolina, North Carolina to Michigan, correct? Mm-hmm. For school. And then from there, is that when you came out to California after Michigan? Yes. And so maybe, I don't know if there was a, a, a spoken word piece that talks about those changes that you had to make. Um, um, but, but. I, I feel that um, all of my poems, actually, it's like. <laughs> you can put them all together then you actually see like the the shifts of like of the changes that were happening and like me growing and like because I would say I would say all of my forms of that actually you know because when I look back at them and I look at the mind frame that I was in at that time and the things that I was saying sometimes I look back and it's like wow where did I get that from or like where did that come from and then I'm like dang that's really good and I can apply that to my life now and like I need to like practice what I preach so like I look at back at all of my videos and see that like in a lot of them so um, I would say there's not one in particular that I could do that with. I feel that there's bits and chunks of pieces in every single one of them that I can say that about. So, yeah. So when, so when you are doing your spoken word, you know, what is it that resonates with you that you feel that you need to share? Or is it, is it that you get a feel from the room, uh, something that has happened in your life, something that's going on in general, like, like, for example, this whole COVID situation, I'm sure you've got some things that, um, 
um, that kind of go on that particular uh, theme? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I haven't been writing anything as of recently. And um, I kind of been kicking myself in the butt about that, actually, about um, about this whole COVID thing, because there's a, there's some few things that upset me about it. But the thing is, is that so many people disagree on it, where I put out a poem one time before it got, so in 2020, when we first started getting locked down, I put poems out, people were resonating with them. But now when the vaccine started coming into play, it's like, I can't say much because it's like people don't agree and people and then a lot of my family and friends don't agree with how I feel so it's kind of been made me shy away from doing that as much I do have some older pieces about COVID and um how they were how, how maybe it's related to like you know 5G technology and stuff like that but um yeah I do have a few poems about that but like I have a different viewpoint I don't think that you know the kids should be vaccinated and it should give kids a vaccination so you know, there's just certain beliefs that I have that I feel like contradict of what the world is trying to go and the direction the world is. And like, um, I just kind of write this moment until it builds up. Most of the time things build up for me. So they overflow. And then that's when it comes out through my hand, through the pen on paper, you know? So um, it's definitely been pressures. I've been feeling a lot of different pressures, like with the world changing and like because of COVID and Omicron and this new variant and you know the laws and our freedoms so definitely there will be a time where that comes into play because that's ultimately what i believe the spoken word platform should be used for for our freedom for you know to uh yeah for freedom you know so so give so give me an example because i i want to know i mean you, you know no one's arguing with how you feel or how you don't feel and you know about covid and and things that have happened I, i'd like to know like kind of how you how you put that into your into your spoken word that you, you're saying may not be as popular with your friends and family. I want I want to hear uh, a little bit about you know where you are with that and how you kind of uh, put it you know put it together through your spoken word. I'm curious. <laughs> well, it's um it's about really not saying nothing too blatant and like kind of like expressing what I'm trying to say without saying it too blatant, really. And um, it's been the reason why I've shot away from doing it because it's been kind of rather difficult to do that because, like I said, I just had backlash from some of my family members the last time I put a poem out. It was called No as in N-O and then it was like a a slash and it said K-N-O-W. So no, no, like you're in the no, but also no, you know. It was in regards to the vaccine. Um, Let's see, it was was a few months ago. Let's see. it was, I forgot how I started it off, but it was basically about like, you want to, you want to push a vaccine on us. It's not working, you know? And, um, you know, I just felt like it wasn't working because here we are and they're talking about doing boosters and stuff. And that's why I just wish that I would have said, just wait, but then it builds up in me that they're giving kids vaccines and we don't know what's in those vaccines. And it's just like, you're doing that to kids. And I, I know it's different. And I just feel like, I don't know why I feel that it's different than other vaccines and in the past. And like when I was growing up, it's just maybe because it came out so quick. Right. That was my- this is so odd that all of these things shut down and life changed so dramatically like this. Like, it just like, this changes things forever. I don't think people really realize what's, what this really means. Like things don't go back another way, you know, they keep progressing in in a similar fashion, which is like the way that we're headed, which is less freedom in one way or another, you know, that could be argued, but people will eventually see because it's subtle, it's subtle, it's subtle ways that things happen. And like, I feel that that's why I'm a spoken word artist. So I talk about the things like I talked about in the poem, 
like it's personal just a minute ago because I'm a person too. I have things that bother me personally. I have things that I'm going through, but I am a person who speaks out. I like to call myself a social agitator at times because, um, you know, I don't, I, I can't follow the crowd. You know, I have to step out on my own. That's what a poet is. You know, we have to speak the truth, even if it's against popular opinion or, you know, what that may mean. So I know I have a big responsibility and like, um, there's, there's just only a matter of time before I'm able to like put it all together. And then sometimes it just comes in it pressure. It's just it's pressure on my chest so strong from just like, like stuff that I see on the internet, maybe like the changes that I see the world going through and like kids dropping out of school and then just life changing on a dramatic level so much. It's just like, it builds up to a certain point where I'm like, ah, and it just comes out. And then like, there's so much energy and it just, it's there, you know, but I do have some popular poems with people that talks about like the truth about our government. I feel, I just wish I could have a piece right now, but I don't have one on hand at this moment. Yeah, so. So you say you, you have some pieces where you talk about the government. Absolutely, about the government. Um, yeah, I, and my, my, my one life poem, um, I performed this on a big showcase in Southern California, but I, there's, a, there's a line in it um, where we're like, freedom is lost on, or what is it? Freedom goes in the lost and found, or passion goes in the lost and found, um, and our politicians are morphing into clowns, you know, stuff like that. And like, I, I think there's a, a hint of truth that people can feel from that. So it's not, I'm trying to disrespect anybody. And then there's another point where I'm like, you know, the government, there's a list of felons there, you know, because they, and there, that's the truth. And that's the truth. People like, there are people who don't want to admit those things, but you know, that is the truth in a sense. There, 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 there are cases that's like that. And those people aren't all good, you know? So, I mean, if that was, because if that was the case to me, it seems like we have enough resources to fix quite a few things that aren't fixed. I mean, it's kind of common sense. You can see that if you really look. But, you know, um, like I said, there's there's places and things that I talk to, uh, talk about these things in places where I won't talk about it, you know. But it's been, um, I've been getting on more platforms and stuff. So I've just been kind of careful about what I say because um, it's a sensitive thing. It's a sensitive thing. And like, you know, I want to be, I want to be able to share my message and share things, but I don't want to mess up my chances of being able to get to the place where I need to get to before, you know, so it's, it's a, um, thin line. Checks, not checkers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> thin line, a thin line. Yeah. Colette, did you have something that you wanted to ask? Yes, I do. Uh, not necessarily ask, but I do have a question to ask and I have a comment. And Rashad, I can empathize and understand. And I just looked at something where people are talking about the vaccine. And a couple of questions. One, who do we listen to? Do we listen to you or do we listen to the scientists? Do we listen to Facebook or do we listen to the scientists? So up till 2020, we've been listening to the science for everything. We've been listening to the science. There have been thousands upon thousands of people who says the science doesn't work. One thing that they're not getting is that the vaccine was not created last night. That vaccine happened to be a combination of a vaccine that's been been working on for 10, 20, 15 years. So it didn't just come out of the refrigerator last night. So people need to understand that vaccines are not made overnight. So the fear that people have because the vaccine came out all of a sudden. Overnight. 
because it came out overnight. It came out overnight because it was in the refrigerator right. already. And what they had to do was mix a cocktail that fit that base because the base they already had, they just had to create the cocktail that worked for this strain. Okay, like other things. Corliss and I have, we, we know that it doesn't happen overnight because we've had issues with our own health. We had to rely on the scientists. We had to rely on the doctors. We had to rely on them, even though we also know that they don't know everything. And we also know taking care of ourselves is paramount. We know that. So who do we listen to? Really, that's the, that's the question. I want somebody to tell me. <laughs> who do we really I want to know if I if I don't listen to the science and the scientists and the epidemiologists and the doctors who have worked on this for decades and the astronauts who have gone into space to work on these vaccinations this my girlfriend Stephanie Wilson who's an astronaut who told me she goes into space been there three times to work on these kinds of things who do I listen to the folks on Facebook or do I listen to the science? I just want to know. I just, I just want to know. Who What's your do opinion? I listen to? That is a great, great question. And, and that's part of the reason why. There's two reasons why I'm going to give you this answer. You should listen to yourself because there's confusion about who you should listen to. Absolutely there is. Right? So when, when I find that that's the case in my life with personal things, whether it's been like as big as COVID or down to like whether I should keep dealing with this person for many reasons or, you know, that they're safe to be around, I always listen to myself. And that's something that I learned to do when COVID came into play. There was so much madness going on and things changing around me that I just had to listen to myself. And mm-hmm. like, I'm so happy that I did. And, I'm, and I know people feel otherwise, but I'm so happy that I did because we're at the point right now where there's like another strain of COVID coming out and they're saying that we need to get people with vaccinations boosters. And like, if you think about it, you, your body can only take so much injections, you know, right. you know, before, before whatever happens, you know? So that's alarming to me. And then the kids, and then who said that this isn't going to vary again? And then we have to be in the same step one again. We have to boost again or like get another one. And it's like the body can only handle so much. So we need to just wait. And you know what? And in some ways, I agree with you. And in other ways, I question that because what people really need to do is just calm down, sit down and stop talking. Don't take it personal. I'm not talking about you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Stop. Because I live in Texas, I've been to Arizona, I'm here in California, I see people who just don't care. I see people who just don't care. They feel like they have rights and nobody else does. It's my right. So we've seen people conduct themselves in horrible ways because they feel like they have a right. So COVID has brought out the absolute worst in people, if you ask me. It has brought out the absolute worst. Yes. And when I go into a store, I ask that the conveyor be wiped down. I've been in stores where people behind me, I've asked them to step back and not come up on me. They right. get mad. They get mad. I've been, there was a guy who wanted to call me a name, but didn't told me to hurry up and get your ass out of here. I had a woman in Ralph's 
tell me, get your ass out of here. I want you to just get out of here. Okay. Where does she think she has the right to talk to me in that manner? Okay. Because of COVID? Really? Really? So if I put on my boots and step back and kick you, that's okay. Because of the way you've talked to me. Can I also add something here? Uh, by the way, I, I listened to your uh, spoken word, beautiful stuff, absolutely beautiful stuff. But with regard to the um, vaccine, kids get vaccines today. Kids have to be vaccinated before they go to school. Right. There are people in the military right. that don't want to get to and I, and I understand hesitation. I was very hesitant at first. But, um, and people in the military say they don't want to get the vaccine. When you go into the military, you have to get vaccines, especially when you're being shipped overseas and, th- and, and things like that. Vaccines have been around for 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years. And all of a sudden, people are having an issue with it. And I would argue... Because it was just so quick, Kenny. It was just like, here we go, we got this, here we go, here's the clear. But but, 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 but like Colette said, it it was taking what we already had and modifying it. And that was one of my hesitations as well. But the problem was we had a clown in charge of the country. And what he did was he poisoned people's mind. I'm not saying your mind is poisoned, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying he put it out there that everything was going to be okay. He said it's going to go away magically. When it heats up, it's going to go away. Oh, we've only got five cases. And that snowballed, and it snowballed, and it snowballed. And we are in a position right now, had he, had we had a real person at the helm, they would have said, look, we've got this situation. We have to come together as a country, and we have to resolve it, and this is what we right. need to do. Things right. would be very different if it right. meant shutting down from, and I still maintain that had uh, we yep. shut down from That's January right. of 20 to March of 20, we'd be done with this thing. We would right. be all but it done with this thing. Right. But everybody, right. oh, well, we got to do this. We got to do this. Got to do that. Yes. And I was I on the road in March trying in, in Atlanta to pick up my sister-in-law, trying to get back to Dallas. So I didn't get stuck if they were going to shut borders down. It was a very scary time. Right. Things bad things can happen, and people need to listen. Like listen, people need to listen to the scientists, and the scientists are saying X, Y, and Z. But there's so, there, there's so much noise out there, and right. what has not helped either is social media. Right. I just forwarded you something, uh, Colette. Did you see what I forwarded you? Yes. A guy yes. is on TikTok saying, "You don't you, you don't think the um, vaccine is killing Virus. people? Let me show you something." And it's yeah. a bunch of people who looks like they're in a park with some poles with people's names. Yeah. yeah. And people we're supposed to believe that that's killing people and these are the dead people. But and, and you know what? Let me say this. OK, I understand that people have taken the vaccine and unfortunately didn't make it past the vaccine. I, I, I can't even think about mm-hmm. it. It's so horrible. But you've got how many millions of people that got COVID and they're gone? How many families who have had multiple people in their families to leave one by one by one by one? How do you tell all those families who've had people that left due to COVID and never got a chance to get the vaccine or refused to get the vaccine or questioned the vaccine or people who've been on a ventilator? You've got all kinds of things. So once we say to people, you have a right, well, what the heck about the right for us to be healthy? What the heck about the right for us to say, wait a minute, everybody, I may or may not agree with you. I know I want to be healthy. I know I want this to pass. I know I don't want to succumb to this. What about that? 
So because Rashad, if you, do you have something where you have a, a spoken word piece where you've talked about like the, the vaccine or, yeah. or, or the, like, give, I, I want to hear something mm-hmm. where, where you've either had a strong against or a strong for, cause I, I, I would love to hear how you, you know, eloquently uh, put the, put that to words in, in some of your spoken word uh, pieces about, cause I'm sure you have something. I know you I do. do. Yeah. Rashad, are you vaccinated? I am not vaccinated. Okay. Are you healthy? I am very healthy. I, um, okay. uh, 2020, I started um, eating a whole bunch of fruits and vegetables and mainly making it part of my diet. Okay. And I noticed that I built up, like, I, the body is amazing. If we feed it the right things, like, nobody talks about, oh, they always say get the shot, but what about eating right? What about yes. GMOs yes. in our food? You know, yes. but not even yes. in my mouth, you know, because that's yes. too much. It's like, we don't address the real things like the root. And that's yes. what that's what I'm after. It's like, yes, this COVID may be real, but also at the same time, like I just gotta say this that like, you know, I was I, I've done my research and like this 5G technology, it can cause like thank uh, you our body, our molecules in our body to spin a little faster. Yes, so make us yes. sick as well. So thank you. You know, it's 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 a lot of stuff going on out here, and like it's confusion, and then in confusion, yes, anything can happen. We don't not we're not thinking right, you know. So like we all be against each other with our own our all different opinions. Yes. And, like, we all could be slight, have the truth, but it could be, we could all just be wrong and thinking that we're all right, you know, with, with the right. So I, I like place to be in. You're, you're absolutely right. And I like your vibe. You seem so calm. I like your demeanor. You're calm. I like the way you speak. I know your spoken word is fabulous. So you know what? I, I really like the way you present yourself. I think it's, it's great. So I really appreciate you. And I listen to what you're saying. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having this platform for me to be on. I appreciate it. So give us something. I know you got something. I I, I want to I want to hear I want to hear some controversy. Let's see here. Here, just give me one second, okay? I'm gonna look at my um and my video. I just gotta remember how the, the beginning of the poem go. I'll perform it here for you, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. So one more thing, Rashad, as you're looking for that. Mm-hmm. We've done three going on four shows that are dedicated to COVID and how it impacts the black community. Mm. And my daughter went to Africa. Well, actually she studied in 13 countries around the world. And before she left, there were, I think she got something like, I don't know, 15 shots because she went to countries around the world. Yeah. She had to be vaccinated for every country that she went to. Right. I never stopped and carried on and said, you're going on this trip, but you're not getting all those vaccines. Right. You don't even think twice. You don't didn't even didn't even think twice. I didn't even think twice. And when she was accepted to the semester at C program, they send you a laundry list of all of these things that have to be taken care of before these kids go on these trips. Right. So it was the trip of a lifetime. It was a $30,000 educational excursion. And we don't know too many people that got the opportunity to do this. So right. when part of that protocol, you go get your vaccination. Right. And just keep it moving. And you keep and it you moving. Just, that's right. You just keep it moving. When so, I went to Africa, they gave us a, a different list. And absolutely. It wasn't even a thought. Like It wasn't, it wasn't even, even a thought. Yeah. That's right. It wasn't even a thought. And I never thought twice. I knew I had to make sure that she had $40,000 to go on this trip, 10000 to take with her. And thirty thousand to pay for everything. It wasn't even a thought. Right. Okay. So 
you know what we look at foot, folks look at football games they don't think about what happens at the football game and those football players are out there on that field on that green they come together and they make it work oh Why by the way not? mike mccarthy the dallas cowboys coach just tested positive so he won't be on the field uh this coming thursday and eight other people in the front office have tested positive like I said, I don't. I, again, I, I go back to why everything had to be rushed. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, everything exactly. Start shutting down. Exactly. You found yeah. it, Rashad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, Rashad. It's called N O slash K N O W. So no, no. Okay. Oh, I'm the threat now that I made my own choice. Want me to listen to what I've been told as if my intelligence is still short. Pushing in a vaccination that ain't even working. You give it away for free, but I don't believe it to be worth it. Got us hurtling over turbulence, running around in a frenzy without a true purpose. Put a fire under our tail until we get to the furnace. Even the school's corrupted, the kids ain't learning. So let's inject them with the serum, not knowing the effects until it surface. It's time someone pull back the curtains and my grip is perfect. See, the plan was to make us all nervous. Or selling us a lot, hoping we'd make the purchase. Then put us on stop and go to create uncontrollable urges. Then put us on lockdown and live like a hermit. And all these vaccinations put us on lockdown permanently. Turn up the five turn up the five G to the highest degree. Now COVID is the elite's next turnkey. I won't silence my speech and turn the other cheek because things have become too concerning. I see behind your illusions. Your plan ain't so perfect. The weight on our shoulders have become a burden. I'm only witnessing what's been occurring. But you can't break what's been built sturdy. So you've incentivized. Give us a few pennies and dimes and have a standing unemployment line. Mm. See, I ain't just speaking out of my mind. My intellect comes from inside. And this is me taking my side. And highlighted worldly issues through a parade crowd. Wow. Wow. But, but you're but you're right. I'm not sure who said it, but you're right. I mean, anytime we've had to travel, anytime we've had to do anything, I mean, it's just like you said, to start school as a kindergarten, you have to have vaccinations. No issue. You know, and and there are a few that don't do it, you know, probably not as many that are claiming religious reasons now, because a lot of people are just kind of jumping on that bandwagon. But, but, you know, you start school, you have to do vaccinations, you go to a different school, you have to do the vaccinations there. That's right. Um, You go to college, you have to have, you You have to have proof of vaccinations. And so now we're to a point where it was this new Omicron. Is that what just came out? It's coming Omicron, out. Omicron, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I hear that it has made it to North America in Canada. Canada. Two far. cases. Yeah. Oh, in Canada. Okay. Yeah, it's made it to Canada. And I'm just like, you know, it, it, it's, 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 un, it's unfortunate that we're, de- we're going to be dealing with this for a long time. And I don't know why people think that it's just going to go away. And now that you're talking about football coaches and, you know, whole schools have shut down, you know, yes. prep, yes. prep, shut, yes. down. shut down That's and right. then because they play Crenshaw, Crenshaw couldn't play that next week because they played right. park prep who had shut down. That, and so right. it's, 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 it's amazing how this has now come to a place where 
everybody's nervous. Everybody's scared. I mean, and that's why I know that, that you've been able to kind of take your, 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 your spoken word and being able to kind of, cause I know a lot of people are thinking what you're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And they're just not, they just don't have the, the gumption to actually say it where yeah. you are, are speaking it within mm-hmm. your, your spoken word. I mean, you're doing it eloquently, but a lot of people are thinking about the things that you talk about or that you speak about when you do your spoken word. I, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that definitely happens. I mean, I've had people who totally like they agree and then there's people who like totally don't see anything else other than what I'm saying. So it's a split, you know, it's almost like we've been split in a way again, you know, and in, in all the ways that we're already split, whether it's like the who we vote for or your religion or whether, you know, so it just makes it kind of a little bit harder for people to be people and for us to get along with each other. And then, yeah, you're but, right. you, know, you all mentioned about the vaccines already being a thing. And yes, that's true. But like, when has it ever been a thing for our jobs where we, we don't know if we're going to be able to survive or like be able to live because I'm right. Like, situation similar to that so i'm speaking for those people you know when i speak like this so it's just a very interesting place to be in and like um forced almost it's like forced and i don't know if that's like that should be like if that's like legal to do that with working and like an invasion of that and what's next after that then like i don't know it's just your points are valid your points are valid but but we've never been in a pandemic in our lifetime right so we are in uncharted territory and, and and I and I and I think and I'll let you say this after this, but I think just like Colette brought up, I, I I think listening to the scientists as opposed to the politicians is what the thing that we need to do. And you know, a lot of people we had a bunch of doctors on. I don't remember if you were on that COVID show we had uh, Colette, and one doctor just went off the deep end when we asked him to say something. First thing out of his mouth was Dr. Fauci was the devil. Yeah, and so yeah. we had we had to shut him down because you can't start with that because you, you you're gonna lose me you're gonna lose everybody on this network and you're gonna lose a lot of people if you come at me with like at least you're you're coming here with a a solid some solid um uh a reasoning for why you don't have it right you're not right. calling right. Dr. Fauci right. you know no and, right. and I and, and I re- I completely respect that and I said it because I was hesitant at first before getting yeah it. we were all so, hesitant yeah. I was too yeah, yeah. But, but but at we, least you're coming from a level of intelligence. Right, exactly. And that's what what I really like about you, Rashad. And the other point is, we're all in this together. There isn't anybody on this planet that gets to do this individually, alone, by himself or herself. We're all in this together at the same time. Yeah, that's that's the difference. That's the difference. And if you don't listen to people who are, we've relied on, until 2020 we've been relying on them since the beginning of time so what changes what has changed mm-hmm. and and remember Rashad do you have any kids I don't have any kids you don't have any kids no. I have kids and I have a granddaughter okay my granddaughter has not been vaccinated but my granddaughter was not vaccinated until sometime last year so that she could go to school here in California mm-hmm. so she had to be vaccinated in order to go to school I used to work at Crenshaw High School. I couldn't let anybody in that was not vaccinated. But all of a sudden, now, even my daughter has said, Bailey's not going to get the COVID vaccine. Well, Bailey just got the other shots. You didn't. Okay, so wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Wait a minute. So now students cannot go to school unless they are COVID vaccinated. 
And frankly, so, all these other vaccines, we don't know how, how quickly they got it done. We don't you. know how many years, you know, it took for them right. to do that. So, we but again, know. I, I, I understand know. the hesitation and respect the way you, you've uh, Absolutely. Uh, put it out there. The way you've presented it. And Corliss, don't you remember the sugar cube? Rashad, you're too, yeah, Rashad, you're too young to know about the sugar cube. Our okay. vaccines came in a sugar cube. Oh wow! Don't know about that either. Oh, you don't know about that, Corliss? <laughs> the vaccine came in a sugar cube. Yeah, one yes. of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. we got the arm. One on the arm. That everybody's got the little spot on the arm. And then one year, oh, okay. it was. Yeah. Um, and then in it came in a sugar cube. cube. Yeah. It came okay, in a sugar cube. I don't know about cube. the sugar cube, but I think I still have. Yeah, I still have the scar you from still, that. Yeah, yeah, right. That's the so polio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've been down this road before. We just have not been in a pandemic because we've like never this. had a clown in the White House. So right, and because people refused to listen. Stay in, give it up for a little bit, let them get this under control so that we don't have to go to different places that are unknown, uncharted territory. We're in uncharted territory. Let me bring this back around because we've got one minute and I want you to um, send us off with something, Rashad. Um, <laughs> I, want, I want you to send us off with something um, as we end the show because the show, it goes by fast, like I told you it would. Um, send us off with something that will that we'll just be like, hmm. Give us Thank one you, Rashad. Okay. Um, so you want another little poem really quickly? Yes. Okay. So I think this kind of ties in for our end conversation here. <clears throat> Some days can just take it from you. Man, I got nothing else to give other than a few wise words mumbled from my humble lips. My word is like a mental trip. And these waters get deep. I couldn't jump ship. Plus, I'd rather walk the line than plead the fifth. Hmm. I operate under universal law. If you catch my drift, these poems hit like I never miss, touching the souls of every mister and every miss. I even keep it PG for the kids. Much has been gifted, so I give it to do it big. I move with patience, even when time's moving quick. On ten toes, standing tall, shoulder no longer lowered by a chip. Getting ahead of myself, I had to catch up and get a grip. But nowadays, I stay present, because my presence is a present. Uh oh, yours. Oh. And don't you ever forget. Oh, we missed that last little line. You froze I'm for sorry. that last. I'm it's sorry. okay. Just that, the last, that last little couple lines. Just hit okay. that last little piece, right? Okay. So the last part was like, because my. You said friend, I stay present or something. Yes. Okay. Because nowadays I stay present. present. Because my presence present. is it's a present. present. But so is yours. And don't you ever, ever. forget. Yeah. Can I use can I use that line on somebody? I wanna thank you for sharing your talents with us on, on today's show um, about change 
and um, and thank you so much um, for for sharing your talents. I just I, I like to just give my listeners just different aspects from different people, and I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to um, come and share an hour with us here on Mindful Monday. So thank you very very much, and hope to see you soon. Please let us know next time you're in Southern California. <clears throat> <laughs> I most definitely will. I promise. I come thank you, beautiful people, for having me on the show. It's been amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I love yeah. your spoken word. Thank you so much. And <laughs> your, your, your calm, positive, peaceful demeanor. I love it. Yes, he's very, he's very calm. He, you know, yes. if you're crazy, you just kind of look at him and then you kind of... Right. It kind of yeah. bring, just brings you down and just kind of sets you up for, for for just to chill for a second. So I appreciate you, Rashad. It's good to see you again. And again, please let me know when you come back to perform in Southern California so that I can come and support you. And everybody, you're listening to Mindful Mondays with Dr. Corliss P. Bennett. Stay tuned. Um, for the rest of this week, we have shows. We're back. Oh, by the way, how was your how was your turkey, Colette? Good. Had a good time. Had a good time. Okay. Yeah, had a good time. Ask Kenny. And so, yeah, so uh, we'll be back. Um, and stay tuned for um, uh, In the Mix Conversations with Co- uh, Colette and Corliss on Wednesday. And until Absolutely. then, au revoir. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye.